This is the World of Work podcast with James and Jane. And just before we start this episode, we wanted to remind you that we don't simply produce podcasts. We also design and deliver leadership and management development programs for a wide range of organizations. And we help leaders understand and improve their teams and organizations, cultures and ways of working. To learn more or to work with us, check out our website, www.worldofwork.io for more details, or send us an email on hello at worldofwork.io. Hello and welcome to the World of Work podcast. Here we are. This is going to be the last of our little special mini-series looking at leading and managing in 2023. Um, there are a handful of series, uh, sorry, a handful of episodes in this series. Um, we started out by having a conversation about the global context that we are in now. Uh, we used phrases like polycrisis and permacrisis and, and talked about the systemic nature of some of the challenges that the world has been experiencing recently and then explored what that meant for individuals and, and what that meant for the world of work and how, how this is sort of shifting what people are looking for from work and, and the role of work in the world and kind of used that as a framing piece for this mini-series. And in there, we called out that there were four main themes that arise from that sort of digestion of a current state of the world that we think are good anchor focus areas for leaders of people and teams to focus on in 2023. And those four areas are, one, hybrid, remote, and flexible work. And we covered that in uh, the first of the deep dive uh, podcasts. And number two, employee well-being. Number three, people and skills for the future. And number four, responsible and kind business. So we've touched on all of those as sort of deep dive mini podcasts. And what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be kind of wrapping up this mini series. Um, We'll be reflecting a little bit on sort of broader thoughts about leadership and management in 2023, building on the global context, building on some of those uh, those four key themes that we've called out. Um, And we'll we'll just share a couple of our thoughts and takeaways. So, So Jane, specifically, what are we going to be doing to wrap this session up? Okay, so this is the sixth of our series, and we've done an intro, we've done the fourth themes, just like you talked about. But what we're also going to do now is you're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the findings from some of the reports that have been uh, helpful in us understanding what the trends and needs of leadership and management in 2023 might be. Then we're going to share a few of our reflections. I'm going to share some of the themes we've discussed and then uh, get your thoughts on those as well before you wrap us up with a bit of a revisit of everything we've covered in the series briefly. Good. Thank you. That sounds like a good plan. Thank you for letting me know what it was. I've I've gotten a bit lost um, at the end of the day. So talking about some of the the reports, um, you know, each at the end of each year, we do go off and read and, and reflect and, and try and draw out some of the insights that we see out there. And as with each of the other podcasts um, that we have in this series, I'm, I'm going to start off by sharing some of the, the things that we've seen from other um, other consultancies and, and some of their publications. So as ever, the references are available on a PDF that lives on our website. Um, the first uh, consultancy report we're, we're talking about is a report from Gartner. Um, and speaking about leadership and management in 2023, they say a few things that, that we think are interesting. And so they say, in quotes, the human to human dynamic in the workplace pushes leaders to display human centric leadership defined as leading with authenticity, empathy and adaptivity. These traits have been listed for some time among the key qualities of great leaders, but they were considered nice to have. Employees today demand them. So those phrases, you know, human to human, um, human centric, uh, authenticity, empathy, adaptivity. Those are a lot of a sort of flavors that we see across other reports that were sort of pulled together quite well here. 
The report goes on to say that human leadership requires leaders to do several things. It requires them to act with purpose and enable true self-expression for themselves and their teams. It requires them to show genuine care, respect, and concern for employee well-being. And it requires them to enable flexibility and support that fits the unique needs of team members. So some of those things sort of link over some of the broader themes that we touched on. So, so this link to well-being, this link to the sort of personalization of work and that flexibility come through quite well. Um, and the, the sort of linking through to purpose comes in there as well. So we thought there were some, some nice nice bits there talking about how we as leaders can navigate some of the, the, the coming year um, in a way that's helpful for our teams and organizations. Um, the second report we want to touch on is from an organization called Stratex Experiential Learning. And they've got some, some quotes, again, that we thought were nice. They say, the world needs new leadership. Leaders will increasingly need to master competencies in engagement, collaboration, trust, and transparency. I go on to say, leaders can no longer afford to remain, quote, old school, or not change with the times. To lead effectively requires self-knowledge, empathy, teamwork, and vulnerability. And they sort of wrap up in the quotes that we've pulled together by saying, if you want to engage people, you need to understand how they feel. This requires empathy. Empathy works in both directions. Leaders need to understand and empathize with those around them. And employees need to empathize with their leaders. And, and again, they don't call it out here specifically, but that really speaks to the human-human dynamic that Gartner talked about in their work, the sort of human-centered approach. This real recognition that we are humans working with humans and, and that the role of the individual, the, the social world that we live in, um, really needs to be understood and, and leaders need to navigate well within those human relationships and human dynamics if they are to lead well, particularly as we move into the future. And, and as, as, you know, as is called out, some of these traits have been listed for some time but they really are becoming increasingly important as individuals in the world change, as what they look for in, in work changes, um, as the tasks we're asking them to do change, as the technology we give them changes, as the location we're asking them to work for from changes, as the personalization in their work changes. So as work changes, these things are becoming even more important. Um, so with that, Jane, I'm going to hand over to you to talk a little bit about some of the, the reflections that we have and maybe yes, some we of the stuff we've done as well, actually. Yeah, we've done a fair bit of work in this, probably more than we expected to do, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, projects that started out not being culture projects ended up being culture projects. We also um, did some leadership work around uh, with City University with some of the, one of their uh, leadership modules um, down in London. And we've supported a couple of organisations, one large charity in particular, in, in sort of rethinking how they conceptualise their organisational values and how they examine that area. So... There's been quite a lot of that work coming out. Um, and I guess there's a few things that would be fair to reflect on. Um, the first is that increasingly there is an acceptance that getting the psycho sound, uh, psychosocial foundations of a team, of an organization is really essential. Okay, so that, yes, it's important, but also there there is beginning to be an understanding and an acceptance that it's important. Although I would argue not necessarily an acceptance or an understanding of how to do that well. Um, and I think increasingly 
we're looking for leaders and managers to take actions, use tools and practices in such a way that they are supporting positive social and positive psychological experiences at work. Um, a phrase that you've coined that I love is that culture is still key and it's still eating strategy for breakfast. But further than that, I think we're beginning to understand more about what culture now is and how it shows up and what it means for organizations. Um, and I also think we understand now that leaders and managers need to be better at finding and creating peer support opportunities and learning opportunities for their people, as we talked quite a lot in episode uh, in the third theme that we we're talking about people and skills. But I think that's also more important broadly. So there's like three of the themes. James, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like all of them, obviously. Um, I think your point about the increased acceptance of getting the psychosocial foundations in place is, is really key. And I think that's something that we see. And, and it, it used to feel a while ago that that it was a bit of a leap for some people to think about that. But but increasingly, when we're working with organizations, they're kind of expecting or open to or pleased to be reflecting on how they can create some of these psycho, psychosocial foundations in their teams. And I think that that's a great sort of change that we've seen. Um, but I, I think that there's considerably more work to be done in this space um, as we go into the, the coming year. Um, and and I really think that to do this this kind of stuff well, it's it's important to help the leaders and managers in our teams reflect on themselves first. I, I think you know understanding the broad theory is great of some of this stuff, but but I think to to grow and develop into the leaders who are the leaders that we need and the managers that we need in in the coming years, we need people to to start by doing that little bit of self reflection by developing self awareness by thinking about the way that their actions and behaviors impact others and to, to be able to sort of feel that and to recognize how they come across and how they're seen by other people and 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 to start to really develop the self-awareness around everything that they do and an ability to be intentional and to recognize when they're in different states and to develop the skills to sort of self-manage through the different states that we're in um, as individuals as we go through our, our journeys in the workplace in different days and weeks and months. So I, I really think starting with that self-awareness is great. And I think once we've got at least the, that germ of learning about self-awareness, the, the, even the, the knowledge that self-awareness is a thing and that we're not necessarily who we think we are to other people, that our you know, perceptions are part of reality. And, and as we start to develop our, our, our awareness of ourselves, from there we can start to move out and think about that impact on others and that sort of interpersonal set of relationships that we have in the workplace and, and start to think about how we as leaders can create better interpersonal experiences for others and, and, and help our team be better uh, in themselves and, and then more broadly as a team as we start to broaden out that sort of psychosocial to think about the team and starting to, to think about the dynamics within our teams and between teams and what that feels like. I, I think there's some, something really great in that journey that then builds out to the next step of, of broadening out from ourselves to the interpersonal to the um, team and then sort of to the broader culture. And that links us back to really that importance of culture, which I, I think really is key. And in the context of the other things that we've spoken about, I think the psychosocial and culture are, are just further emphasized, emphasized by the changes we've had. And through things like hybrid, I think these areas are both more important when we're working in hybrid environments. I think they're both super important when there's been a, a broad you know, um, depletion of well-being across a lot of, of the working world. I think they're super important when it's hard to find the people and skills that we need. Um, and I think there's a sort of responsibility that we have to our employees that's embedded into these. So I think 
these really fit across um, a lot of the themes that we've spoken about. So, you know, I, I really think it's just super important to invest in those type of uh, psychosocial for ourselves as individuals, as leaders, and and in our teams, and for organizations to look to shape our, our cultures. It, it really just strikes me as a great starting point for this. Um, our last point about peer support and learning opportunities. I think a lot of people kind of feel that they're alone. You know, leaders and managers often feel that they're the only ones facing challenges or facing specific challenges. Um, and I think that's a shame because we do a lot of work where we bring managers together or bring leaders together, either within an organization or from across organizations. And so often we get the feedback at the end of a, a series of sessions that it was great to realize that I'm not alone and to, to realize that other people are facing similar challenges. They're experiencing similar things to me. And, and there's something so enriching and bolstering and, and healthy in, in realizing that we're not the only ones making mistakes and doing stuff wrong. And I think we, we can kind of forget that and we paint beautiful pictures of our peers and kind of damning, you know, sort of misshapen pictures of ourselves. And I think that's unfortunate because I think that inhibits our ability to lead and manage well. I think it sort of damages our well-being. I, I think it sort of paints us into a, a space that, that makes it hard for us to, to lead well from. So I think recognizing that, listening to others, learning from others is, is a wonderful thing to do. And it's a, it's a fairly simple and fairly cheap thing to do. You can be part of a peer network. You can set one up. You can just speak to people, have a coffee. But you need to go into those spaces of speaking with others and learning through others adopting some of these sort of behavioral things that we spoke about in the start of this podcast, where we talked about being authentic, being human-centered, being empathetic, being adaptive, being vulnerable, being honest, and just go into those conversations kind of a little bit with your heart on your sleeve and, and people around you will reflect that back to you and, and pay you back interest and help you grow and learn. So I, I really think that's something that, that people can take away. And I, I think that's a key message that can help you support the growth of psychosocial foundations and culture um, within your your team and organization. So I guess there's some of my thoughts on that, Jane. Yeah, and I guess my my final thought on all of this, I guess, and it's a, it's probably less of a thought and more of more of a health warning. I think when we talk about psychosocial, human centered uh, action, I think people feel quite often, what does that mean? What does that look like? What? Because it's always about, this is how you should be. And I think that's a very hard thing to balance, to be a lot of different things in a, a given moment. And therefore, I do think that managers and leaders need the space and time, but also the tools to operationalize those psychosocial behaviors. And that means, you know, you need a list of things that you should be ticking off and asking about in one-to-ones. You need a list of a actions that you're taking to engage with your team members online each day or each week or each month. It is about building into your work routine and your tasks, the operationalization of those soft skills, of those behaviors, of those ways of being, you know, and I, it's really interesting. Like I, if I have to have this conversation once more about things, someone was talking to me about how do I create a more psychologically safe environment as, as, as you know, for my team, I was like, well, okay, you're going to have to start how change how you open meetings. You're going to have to change what you say in meetings. You're going to have to change what you do in meetings. You're going to have to change how you close meetings. You're going to have to change who runs meetings. You're going to have to change how you talk to people. You're going to have to change who you talk to. And everyone's like, 
oh, that sounds like a lot. And you're like, yeah, it is. There are things you will actually have to do. This isn't just, you know, changing the way you talk to people, one blanket for everything. It's about picking out all of these different ways that you want to improve the way you do things and all the things that we've called out around uh, being more open, being more vulnerable. And it's actually sit down and work out, okay, where are you going to do this? Because the chances are, if you leave it to gut or instinct, the way we have left management to gut and instinct, I feel like for a very long time, you will end up being really open and vulnerable to like three people. And it's the three people that happen to be around, or it'll be the three people you feel most comfortable with, or you'll remember to be vulnerable, but you'll forgot, forget to give them the certainty and the confidence about you know how things are going to work forward. And I just don't see enough planning, thought, and operationalization of some of this stuff. And so I guess that's my one health warning. All of these things matter eh, that we've talked about, but you you don't just wake up and go, I'm going to be like this today. You make a plan of what that looks like for your team, and then you execute that plan and you manage them in accordance with that plan. Yeah, I think that's a great shout out. I think, you know, these when we talk about these psychosocial aspects they really are the foundations and it's just the the sort of base layer on which our helpful practices should be informed but those practices and tools and management ways of working are hugely important vehicles that we need to be intentional about and structure and use i think that's um i think that's a great shout all right um so that kind of brings us to the end of of this uh this episode And, and this was the sixth episode in our special mini-series looking at leading and managing in 2023. Um, Everything that we've spoken about in these episodes is informed by our own experiences and the clients we've worked with over the past year and the research we've done through podcasts with various leaders where we've interviewed them, through conversations and collaborative uh, endeavors with academics, through uh, voluntary work that we've done, um, as well as through uh, reviewing a series of... um, reports published by leading consultancies. If you look on our website, you'll be able to find a PDF document that sums up a lot of these thoughts on leading and managing in 2023. And in there are references to all the reports that we have, um, that we've referenced in in these conversations. So it's just really time to to wrap up. Um, And I guess guess our our sort of conclusion is that we are in this polycrisis time, this, this interconnected systemic Um, mesh of of problems that we have continues to evolve and as that happens the world around us changes and it's becoming more volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous and as this is happening in the wider world we're changing as individuals and our organizations are changing and our organizational environments are changing and through all of that the world of work is changing and as a result we need to evolve our ways of working to to sort of meet the the changing needs of our environment and our context. And so our leadership and management practices that served us well in the past are increasingly failing to do so. They're not really fit for purpose anymore. So we need to flex and modify and adapt. And that means learning and challenging ourselves and trying new things and being vulnerable as leaders and managers and being intentional and, you know, reprioritizing how we use our time, redefining things and, and along the way, continuing to adapt and test and trial and change and keep the stuff that works for us and drop stuff that doesn't as we try and maintain a, a more human focus in the disrupted times that we're in. Um, and so that's kind of our, our sort of headline. We did call out these different themes that we thought were important. Uh, we called out four themes. We talked about 
uh, a need to focus in 2023 on hybrid, remote, and flexible work. We talked about a need to focus on employee well-being. We talked about a need to focus on people and skills for the future. We talked about a need to focus on and reflect on responsible and kind business or responsibility and kindness in our organizations. And then we wrapped everything up with our fifth sort of meta theme, which is leading and managing in 2023 itself. And we called out a couple of things in relation to these. So for hybrid, we noted that employees value hybrid um, and some organizations see hybrid as a way to save cost, but that running a successful hybrid team really requires us to reinvest, to spend money in different ways, to spend money on our managers, on our tools, on the time that we have. And we called out that a good hybrid policy is, is necessary for a great hybrid working team, but it's not sufficient. Policies should be inclusive, co-created, flexible, but also we need leaders who are gonna sponsor our hybrid working and role model it. And we need them to kind of trust their employees to be productive and get out of their way. And we noticed that there are some sort of divisions rising between leaders and managers and um, and, the, and sort of more individual contributors. And, and there's a little bit of that division, which is a bit difficult. Um, and as well as some of those divisions, we, we saw that Hybrid can lead to increased perceptions of unfairness, so we need to work on improving perceptions of fairness in our teams. And lastly, we talked about a need to reframe productivity and management and what those are in our teams and to to really bring into our definition of productive tasks, time spent focusing on improving our own and others' well-being and time spent improving the cohesion and collaboration of our teams. So that's Hybrid. We then went on and talked about employee well-being, and, and we noted that this really is real for a lot of people. Some people have had significant negative well-being impacts recently, um, but a great many who haven't had significant negative impacts have had this sort of marginal decline, you know, a, a, a peeling back of some layers of well-being, leaving us a little bit more depleted. We noted that employers have got a huge amount of power over well-being. Um, they should use it well. They should they should use that power to to boost. And, and invest in and support the well-being of individuals. And they, they can do that through investing in their leaders and managers, because we know when you've got good leaders and managers, it can improve the well-being of individuals. But that on its own, investing in, in leaders and managers isn't enough. Organizations need to think more about job design and create more balanced, healthy roles for their employees. Roles that are achievable, that employees have a demand um, placed on them that they can meet with the resources that they have to meet them. So that's a little bit of employee well-being. We then talked about people and skills for the future and the challenges we face in, um, in being able to bring in the skills our organizations need at, at prices we can pay as leaders. And, and we said that's tough and, and we expect that to sort of carry on despite changes to the labor market in the coming weeks and months as we move more into 2023. Um, and we've said in the face of these challenges, particularly in a world where skills are demands are ever-changing, you know, we're always looking for new skills and different bundles, we're going to need to be more creative about how we make sure we have those skills. And we'll need to think beyond just hiring people in. We'll need to think about, can we use technology better to automate things? Can we um, be better at retaining people? Can we change our career paths? Can we borrow skills from others? What can we do to be more creative about getting the skills that we need? Um, and we said, not only do we need to be more creative, but, but there's some sort of broader things we can do that are helpful. So we, we know that our cultures and organizations can be real differentiators. So we really probably should learn to understand how to talk about our cultures and use them as ways to attract and retain talent, provided we can talk about them honestly 
and that they are good cultures. And if they're not good cultures, we should look to modify and tweak our cultures so that we create attractive, rewarding, fulfilling, productive cultures in our organizations. We also talked about the fact that great managers attract and retain talent, and we should be really trying to you know, invest in our managers so they can be these magnetic beings that bring in great talent and retain it. Uh, and we talked about the need to shift towards a more of a, a learning basis in our organization so that we can um, learn some of the skills that we need more effectively. We then talked about theme four, which was responsible and kind business. And we said, this is complicated and, and difficult as a topic to address, but we think it's hugely important. Um, and we should think about the impacts that we have uh, in our organizations on all the stakeholders that we can affect. Um, and, and think about what responsibility means to us, what impact means to us, and try and make sure that we step into conversations about responsibility and impact um, when we're given the opportunity and that we do so, you know, using our moral compasses and, and our judgments of, of what good is and, and try and reduce the, the negative impacts that we cause. And, and we said that this is a hard thing to do. It can bring great benefits, but not if you fake it. But it's also important not to carry these burdens on your own. Um, you need to share the burden of trying to improve the impact that you have as an organization and as an individual um, and be kind to yourself along the way and, and speak to others, use your peers, get support, have support organizations help you. And then lastly, to wrap up this series, we talked about leading and managing in uh, 2023 itself and, and what leading and managing looks like more broadly. We said that getting the psychosocial foundation to rights is really essential. Um, you know, starting with self-awareness and going through that to interpersonal awareness and team dynamics and the social relations we have and understanding our cultures. And we called out cultures is really key still um, and that we can do things to create great cultures and that'll help across all the other domains we're interested in. And again, we called out the importance of learning through our peers and with our peers and trying to find some of that, that peer support. And so that's the, the sort of bite-sized sum up of what we've done. Have you got any last thoughts, Jane, that you'd like to share? Well, I guess just how much I've enjoyed taking time to reflect, but also how conscious I am of where we started all of this, which is that we're living in a world that is unsettled and from a work perspective is complicated and difficult to anticipate. And that I would say six months ago, things were different. Mm -hmm. And I would think six months time, things might again be different. So I guess one of the challenges is how do we keep, looking around ourselves to understand what that might mean for our workplaces and our people. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. And I think, you know, linking back to that learning and scanning and reflecting and seeking to improve and, and look after ourselves along the way is a really important um, thing for us to do. So that really is the end of this little series. There have been six episodes. We hope you've enjoyed them. There is a PDF summarizing stuff on the internet with references. Until next time, thank you very much and goodbye.